everybody. Welcome to a Monday edition of the We Tackle Life podcast. It's April the 12th. I'm Bruce Hooley. Really glad to have you along today. Appreciate your time. And we will move through the events of the weekend as they concern sports at large, Ohio State, and the faith portion of the podcast at the end. As always, we are a service of four very loyal sponsors. If you have, like I do, a little tweak in the body right now with the increased outdoor activity, although not during a rainy weekend, uh, then make sure that you use CBD Health Collection CBD to take care of your aches and pains, your inflammation. It does really work. I mean, I can tell you, it absolutely works. I got a little thing going in my back. I put the CBD warming salve on today, and the pain is gone. Now, it won't fix the pain. It won't make the pain go away permanently, but it offers pain relief. And you can get 15% off when you use the promo code BRUCE. Or you can call them and use the promo code BRUCE. Or you can visit their store in Granville and use the promo code BRUCE. Yes, these are the same fine people that make the Spielman CBD brand. They're always updating their products. I love the warming salve. It's my favorite. But my daughters like the uh, freeze gel. And we've had good luck with our pets with the liquid tinctures. So they have many different products. you got to go to their website and browse the products and find what they have and what will work for you. Pain patches, they have those too. So I can't even begin to equate all the products that they have. But I know this. They take a medical approach to it. They monitor their organic growers around the country. It's the best CBD you're going to find. Will you pay more for it? Yeah, but not if you use the promo code BRUCE. So cbdhealthcollection.com. That is the website, and I hope you will get... Um, the same pain relief. I know you'll get the same pain relief I have. I just hope you'll take advantage of the offer. Okay, congrats to Hideki Matsuyama, your Masters champion. And I was rooting for him yesterday. I think it's an awesome story that uh, Japan, which is a crazy golfing country, they love golf, finally has a major champion uh, on the men's side. They've had female major champions. And I can just tell you from covering sports over the years, the obsession with Japanese athletes who come to America and succeed is something that I don't think the North American sports fan can have any full appreciation of unless you're blessed enough to be on the inside of it like I was for years covering basketball, golf, football, major sports. Because anytime there is anyone who comes from Japan and plays in the U.S. and excels, it is crazy, and that uh, that goes for Koreans like uh, Seiri Pak. Uh, but you know, you might have a flavor of Ichiro and his success in Major League Baseball and how big that was in Japan. Golf, they are crazy for it. My first taste was early, early, early on in my career, where there was an LPGA pro uh, named Ayako Akamoto, and I mean the burden on these these uh, men and women to deliver is amazing. I mean, they are, and I say this like sort of descriptively, but also sympathetically, they are hounded by the press in their countries. And everything they do is a, a deal. You know, like let's say uh, a guy who's Phil Mickelson. Let's say Phil Mickelson uh, plays, and Phil's a, you know, multi-major champion, multi-masters champion, and... Phil plays and he shoots four over. Well, probably nobody's going to talk to Phil. You know, it's just not. Phil's a big deal, but he just didn't have it that day. The Japanese player never has that benefit. Ichiro goes 0 for 4. Hideki Matsuyama, Shigeki Muriyama. Anybody like that, <laughs> whatever they do, 
It's the lead story in Japan. So it's an awesome story that Shigeki, or Hideki Matsuyama rather holds on and wins the Masters. And I do mean hold on because he was leaking a little bit of oil coming in. Uh, it, I was so like, oh, man, he's not going to blow this by hitting it over 15. Normally people who blow it on 13 or 15 hit it in the water in front of the green. He just smoked his second shot into 15. And there's some, I think Zalatoris, Will Zalatoris said, or no, it was uh, Xander Shoffley said afterward he was surprised that Matsuyama went for 15. Well, the thing about 15 at Augusta is because of that green sloping from back to front, it's not much easier, and some would argue any easier, to hit it with a short club than it is with a long club. So usually you have more room back behind to miss. You just don't expect to hit it clear over, hit on the downslope, and have it jet into that water behind the green. So, uh, But piping his drive on 17 and 18, awesome. And, uh, you know, two-putted for the win, one-shot win. One shot's as good as 10 shots at the end. As the former Browns coach Mike Pettin once said, it's a pass-fail league. When it comes to the Masters, you either win it or you don't, and you don't care if you win it by five shots or if you win it by one. So that's an awesome situation. The one thing I'll say about CBS's coverage, uh, and I guess they did some Tiger Woods tribute on Thursday. I saw Phil Mushnick of the New York Post crushing him for the fawning Tiger coverage. Look, I mean, I understand Phil Mushnick's point, and yes, it is fawning, and yes, it is the lack of you know real journalism to – cover the Tiger absence and cover Tiger at Augusta and never mention any of Tiger's numerous peccadilloes. And did Tiger get favorable treatment on the accident in California? Of course he did. Look, are we surprised the celebrity got favorable treatment or are we surprised Tiger Woods got favorable treatment? No. Are we? I mean, if you think you're surprised CBS gave Tiger Woods a pass and didn't mention that he was going twice the speed limit, and didn't mention that he's lucky he didn't kill somebody, and didn't mention that you and I wouldn't have got the same dispensation. Well, Phil Mushnick, I mean, you got to know that Tiger Woods and Augusta, CBS, had. there's no upside for CBS in that to, like, go <laughs> full journalism there. I mean, 60 Minutes now is doing advocacy journalism. So uh, that was kind of like, yeah, well, Welcome to the real world, Phil. So, uh, but I thought it would have been nice, and I kind of wondered if CBS was going to have a little surprise for us on Sunday with a live interview, a Skyped interview, a Zoom interview with Tiger from wherever Tiger is. I assume he's in Florida, but he didn't. Uh, maybe he didn't want to detract from the, uh, he didn't want to become the story, take away from the Masters Championship, which he would have done. Had he done that, uh, maybe Saturday would have been a great day for Tiger to do that. So let that be the story Sunday. And then Monday, the story could be who the Masters champ was. But I just think it's odd that Tiger is zero dark 30 at this point since his accident, which has been, you know, over a month. He'll never play competitive professional golf again. Period. End of story. Never. No way. Uh, the people I've talked to in orthopedics who read about his injuries and have seen some... Uh, X-rays of his injuries, not a, not going to happen. So Tiger's played his last uh, competitive professional golf tournament. Will somebody give him a ceremonial start? Yeah, maybe. Although I think walking 18 holes, let alone walking 72, is probably not in the cards for him. Uh, so didn't see much of Tiger, except, you know, 
predictable, fawning Tiger coverage, which, you know, CBS wants to stop covering the Masters, then take Tiger on. Take take the Masters on. I mean, dumb. Come on. You got to be in the real world here. I'm the mayor of real town. You got to be in the real world. And that's not the real world to expect CBS to take Tiger to task. Okay, so we have news overnight that Eddie George, Eddie George, Eddie, 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 is reportedly set to become the head coach at Tennessee State. I I find this an odd story. I didn't know Eddie had an interest in coaching. I would understand why Tennessee State would do it. I would wish Eddie nothing but the best. Eddie is a guy who's old school. Eddie's a guy who I don't think is going to stand for any of this uh, kind of modern excuse-making, victimizing, victimization, victimhood stuff because Eddie came out of tough circumstances, single mom, um, Fork Union Military Academy, didn't want to go, went, did the hard thing, came to Ohio State, adversity as a freshman, fumbled twice in a lost Illinois, twice on the one-yard line. Eddie George overcame adversity to become one of the all-time Ohio State greats. And so I think the message Eddie would preach as a coach is the message that the youth of America needs to hear. Hard work. Stop making excuses. Work harder. But I'll just wait to talk about this as if it's a foregone conclusion going to happen until it happens. But uh, I'm sure he'd be able to attract a great staff around him because of his uh, many, uh, many uh, inroads into many aspects of life. Uh, I thought Eddie was going to be an actor. I thought Eddie was going, Eddie's great on the radio. Eddie's great on TV. So uh, good for Eddie, happy for him. And the fact that he can do it right there in his, uh, in his adopted hometown of Nashville is uh, pretty cool. So good for Eddie George if it's happening, and I will wish him nothing but the best. Uh, gave you the promo code for CBD Health Collection. Same, uh, no, not same. Different promo code, same offer from Hemisphere Coffee Roasters. Hemisphere Coffee Roasters, awesome mission. Buy coffee direct from growers around the world. This is a cool thing. I love people who are ingeniously reinventing something that's already been invented and successful. Many people have coffee companies, but to have a coffee company like Paul and Grace and Andy do in Mechanicsburg, where you buy coffee direct from growers around the world, and then you take your love of coffee, help them and bring great coffee to your customers. That's cool. So you can get 15% off when you use the promo code. We tackle life. The name of the podcast, we tackle life in all caps, and that will get you their delicious coffee, Hunter's Blend, House Blend, Java Blues, Jamaica Me Crazy, Bourbon Barrel Coffee, Flavored Coffees, Light Medium Dark Roast, delivered to you in K-Cups, Roast, Whole Bean, Ground, however you want it, they've got it, and they'll get it to you. And you can get a 15% off discount with the promo code We Tackle Life. So awesome, awesome. Thank you, Hemisphere, for your support. All right. Dwayne Washington Jr. declares for the NBA draft kind of, sort of. This is a different declaration than E.J. Liddell's. E.J. Liddell's on a fact-finding mission. Dwayne Washington, to me, seems a guy tasting forbidden fruit. (laughs) Okay? Uh, I'm only going to have one Lay's potato chip. I'm only going to have one piece of pizza. He's going to end up having... Uh, the more he flirts with the NBA, his announcement indicated that he wants to go to the NBA. I've talked to some people at Ohio State who say that his desire is to go to the NBA. 
what he will hear from the NBA is, you're not going to get drafted. But you can make money in the G League or you can make money in Europe. And the, if you have an attraction, an allure, a desire to get paid to play basketball, there are people who will pay Dwayne Washington to play basketball. There are. He's good enough to make a living playing basketball. And he will believe in himself. He will not see the overwhelming evidence that if you go out too soon, you hurt your chances of being an NBA player. Dwayne Washington in the NBA has to be a point guard. He's not ready for that at the NBA level. He's not going to have that role at Ohio State, I don't think, although he'll have a better chance of having it at Ohio State than he has it uh, in the NBA or, well, no, some, well, in the NBA, certainly. In the G League or Europe, yeah, somebody may pay him to try to be a point guard, and it'll be full-time basketball, and if Dwayne Washington says, look, I'm going to have a better chance of learning how to be a point guard playing basketball full-time, not going to class, I understand that. I can't argue that if he wants to be a pro and he leaves Ohio State, he increases, I want to say this carefully, he increases his chances of being a pro by leaving Ohio State now. But increasing your chance from 10% to 11% (laughs) and sacrificing the goodwill of forever being a beneficiary of the two words that are the most important words on any resume in Central Ohio, former Buckeye, the infinitesimal percentage increase is not worth the risk, is not worth the cost, rather, of leaving Ohio State now. What do I mean by that? The chance Dwayne Washington has to become an NBA player as a point guard is almost exactly the same next year as it is now. He can do everything next year that he can do now. He can go to the G League. He can go to Europe. He can. Presumably, he'll go with a degree in his hand. Definitely, he'll go with the goodwill of Ohio State fans who won't remember him as a guy who left early from a team that in one poll that I saw the other day is ranked number three in a preseason. Okay, guys who leave early are, for the most part, Buckeyes forever, but are looked at differently than guys who stay forever. They just are. And the desire of Ohio State fans, the motivation of Ohio State fans, and by fans I mean people who own businesses and can give you a great life after your career ends, the motivation of those people to do great things for you after you finish your Ohio State career, is not as high if you leave early as it is if you stay the duration. Okay. Does it work out sometimes for guys who I don't think are NBA players when they leave? It sure did for Michael Red. It sure did. Because Mike worked his butt off and Mike hit the jackpot. But has it for LaQuentin Ross? Has it for Deshaun Thomas? I'm trying to think of others. There probably are many others. Uh, has it for B.J. Mullins? I mean, B.J. Mullins made money in the NBA, and I'm sure he's a wealthy, wealthy guy. But B.J. Mullins might be a staple in the NBA. He might be a star in the NBA if he had stayed more than a year at Ohio State. Has it for Costa Kufos? Well, Costa Kufos made a ton of money in the NBA. But if Costa Kufos would have stayed more than one year, 
Would he have hit one NC? There's nobody in Ohio, nobody in the Columbus business community who's doing a favor for Costa Cufos. No. There's nobody, and they don't need to because he's made a ton of money. But I'm saying your chances of being a really good NBA player, if you're Costa Cufos or BJ Mullins or Deshaun Thomas or LaQuinton Ross, would have been increased if you'd have stayed at Ohio State. Likewise, the chance of Dwayne Washington uh, becoming a really good NBA player and having, I'm not saying that I envision Dwayne ever being a really good NBA point guard, but his chances of having the backstop of being a loved former Ohio State Buckeye are much greater if he stays. He's not staying. My gut feeling, he's not staying. He's gone. And in, and I assume, and this is the hard part, Dwayne has until July to pull his name out of the draft. Do you have a chance in July if he says at the end of, you know, he says in the middle of July, hey, coach, I'm leaving. <laughs> then your chances of finding a guy in a transfer portal who can score you the basketball from the off-guard position like Dwayne Washington are dramatically diminished. Dramatically diminished. So he's put Ohio State in a he's put Ohio State in a tough spot, you can say. Well, it's his prerogative. And it is. It is his prerogative. He's using all the avenues that he has to pursue his dreams. Okay. I just would think that if it were me. There's a way to balance the whole thing. I would say if I'm uh, Dwayne Washington, I would say, Coach, I'll let you know by May the 1st. I'll let you know what I'm going to do. I'll be out. I'll be working hard to find out where I stand. I'm going to you know, sit down with my family, sit down with my uncle Derek Fisher, the former Lakers coach and player. Uh, was he a Lakers coach or Knicks coach? He was a Knicks coach, I know. And I'm going to make up my mind by May 1st. So if you want to chase Marcus Carr, you want to chase somebody from a mid-major who's a shooting guard, I'm going to give you the time to do that. He doesn't have to do that, and he may not do that. So, Ohio State on the 15th of April this week, which I believe is, is that Friday? Uh, we'll find out about Efton Reed, the center from uh, the Mid-Atlantic area. Virginia's in the mix for Efton Reed. Uh, Pitt's in the mix for Efton Reed. I don't know what Efton Reed envisions for his college career. If he comes here without Dwayne Washington, he's probably got a better chance of getting the numbers he wants to be an NBA player. Efton Reed can go straight to the G League, too, because he went to a postgraduate deal at IMG Academy. Being a college basketball coach now, and this is, again, why it's harder to win the championship in college basketball than it is in football. Once Ryan Day recruits his team, he's got his team. He's got those guys for three years. Now in college... You don't even have the guys you have before they're ready for the NBA because every year they can transfer. And they're going to get a freebie of a one-time transfer immediately eligibility from the NCAA soon if they don't already have it. They just are. So being a college basketball coach now is you're literally recruiting your team like every day. Every day. It's a stupid way to run college basketball, but the NCAA is not the greatest monitoring body. Okay, a reminder, my attorney firm of choice is Willis Spangler Starling. Willis Spangler Starling located in Hilliard. And if you want an attorney firm, just just lock it into your mind right now. Like Paul Blart in Mall Cop 2. It's locked. It's in there. It's in my mind. I scanned it. Guess what family movie the Hoolies watched over the weekend? <laughs> so Willis Spangler Starling. Willis Spangler Starling is the attorney firm of choice. Personal injury, wills, estate planning, employment law, social security, disability, probate, all the biggies, things that will intersect with your life. Don't look for an attorney when you need an attorney. That's when you make a desperate choice. 
market now. I'm going to get to know Willis Spangler Starling. I'm going to go to their website, willisattorneys.com. I'm going to follow them on Twitter, at Spangler Willis. I'm going to see if I like what I see and hear and read. And you will, because I have their my firm. And uh, they do ask the attorney on my show on the zone, on uh, the zone, zone, the dearly departed zone, my show on 98.9 The Answer. Friday nights at 6 p.m. So if you have a legal question and you'd like to hear, hey, how do these people answer this question? Tune in at 6.06 on Friday night at 989theanswer.com or 989theanswer on your radio, radio.com, tune in radio, iHeartRadio app, and you'll hear them and you'll go, hey, I kind of like these guys. You will. They're great. Willis Spangler Starling online. Willisattorneys.com. Man, there are like a bazillion Justin Fields rumors out there about the NFL draft. I think this tells me a lot of people love Justin Fields, and so a lot of people are running Justin Fields down in the hopes that he'll fall a little bit in the draft, and instead of having to trade up to seven with the Lions or eight with the Broncos, Justin Fields will drop to 12, 13, 14, 15, and you'll be able to trade up and get him there. That's the only thing I can make sense of. Because Justin Fields showed toughness. Justin Fields made all the big throws. Justin Fields is an athlete. Justin Fields has started two years. Justin Fields checks a ton of boxes as an NFL quarterback. Yes, he comes out in a year where it's believed that there are a lot of good NFL quarterbacks in this draft. Trevor Lawrence, Trey Lance, Zach Wilson, and Mac Jones. But anytime I hear, oh, he's not a leader. Oh, he can't. He doesn't go to his second read. Oh, he doesn't read his progressions. I'm like, well... He had a lot of success for being that flawed. And I know he's surrounded by great players. I know he had a phenomenal offensive line. And Chris Olave is going to be an NFL receiver next year. And Garrett Wilson is going to be an NFL receiver. I get it. But Justin Fields played pretty doggone good against some pretty good teams that he played against in his career. Clemson twice, Alabama, Penn State, on and on and on. So the running down of Justin Fields, to me, is uh, purposeful and duplicitous. I love the word duplicitous. All kinds of stuff. All kinds of stuff. So Justin Fields, it's got to hurt to see how you're run down. This same thing happened with Adrian Peterson. This thing happened with a bunch of people. So... That's the deal. Watch out for Justin Fields. Somebody loves you, Justin, and somebody's trying to denigrate you so that you will fall. All right. Uh, Sean Miller's out at Arizona. Archie Miller's out at Indiana. Both those guys will make good coaches somewhere. Wouldn't be surprised to see them team up for a year somewhere. I think Archie's more marketable than Sean because Sean's got NCAA stink on him. Good news. Mike Smith of Michigan is not coming back, the point guard. That's good. Io DeSumo of Illinois is not coming back. I read the other day Coburn may come back. Holy cow. Coburn, go. Get out of here. <laughs> and uh, Hunter Dickinson, I guess, is coming back to Michigan. Michigan's going to be a load next year. So, bummer. Hate that. Uh, all right. So let's now remind you about your open enrollment period in health insurance and your chance to get all the answers you want from your health insurance with my friends at auiinfo.com, auiinfo.com. Chrissy's so awesome. So is Julie, their HR expert. If you're a business owner, you can put a benefits package together anytime. And you also get some big-time additional HR benefits for your business. So if you've got HR issues, they'll, they'll write a guidebook for you, write a handbook for you. 
they are a great friend of business. As for individuals, why would you just continue to assume that your health insurance offers you everything that you always want, like doctor, hospital, convenience, pay, uh, copay, low? You don't know that. Insurance companies change all the time. Doctors move plans. Doctors move practices. Oh, the practice is in the plan, but guess what? Your doctor moved. Yikes. Find out why you can at auiinfo.com. That's auiinfo.com. Now let's move to the faith portion of the podcast. And I've been thinking a lot about our country. This is where my job at 98.9 The Answer takes me because it's a news talk show. And I've been thinking about how do I integrate the truth of God's Word, the wisdom that's available in His Word, to situations going on in our country so that I can be a facilitator of healing, growth, enlightenment, encouragement, inspiration, rather than a voice that increases the rancor and anger. As you guys know, I say this all the time, how do I start my day? Uh, A chapter of Proverbs that corresponds to the date of the month. So I find it interesting that one of my favorite chapters in Proverbs is Proverbs 8. And the reason why is because wisdom is a quality that is given by God. You are granted wisdom. I believe the more you seek God and seek his input in your life, seek, humble yourself to follow what he's telling you in your heart, I believe you are granted snippets of wisdom, morsels of wisdom, pieces of wisdom, and those add up and you become a better disciple, a more faithful disciple, because you are equipped with wisdom. So in Proverbs 8, uh, it starts talking about wisdom and where wisdom is. And it says, does not wisdom call out? Does not understanding raise her voice? On the heights along the way, where the paths meet, she takes her stand beside the gates leading into the city. At the entrances, she cries aloud. To you, O men, I call out. I raise my voice to all mankind. Okay, so let's go back to how the world used to be in those days. Cities would be surrounded by gates, okay? And there would be an entrance to a city. They walled their cities to protect against marauders, attackers, enemies. So this chapter of the Bible is saying that wisdom is not elusive. Wisdom is figuratively here. The word picture is wisdom's right there when you come into the city. It's it's not hiding. It's right there in plain sight. It's calling out, hey, come in here, learn from me. So that is God saying, hey, I make wisdom very available, very available to you. It's a word picture, okay? So the very next chapter of Proverbs, in Proverbs 9, verse 13, it says, folly, which is the opposite of wisdom, folly, error, lies, um, lack of truth, folly is misinformation. Folly is loud. She is undisciplined and without knowledge. She sits at the door of her house on a seat at the highest point of the city, calling out to those who pass by, who go straight on their way. So 
That sounds a lot like where wisdom is, right? Sitting up high, calling out. So in our culture today, this is happening. We have competing voices. We have wisdom, God calling you, hey, come in here, partake of me, listen to my word, let my, let my spirit infuse you. It's available to you. It's easy. It's right up here at the high point of the city. And then over here, also at the high point of the city, also calling out, hey, you, whoa, come in here, baby. I got something to tell you. I got an agenda I'm trying to formulate. I'm going to enlist you to go do my bidding. Misinformation, lies, error, wisdom, and folly. Diametric opposites. God, wisdom, Satan, competing voices, trying to hoodwink you into thinking, hey, this is a good thing. No, it's folly. Okay. It reminds me of that place in the Gospels where Jesus is entering Jerusalem before Holy Week, and he weeps over Jerusalem. And he says, oh, Jerusalem, man, you guys blew it. How I want to gather you and your people as a hen gathers her chicks, but you wouldn't hear of it. You're hard-headed. You're obstinate. What he's saying is those Pharisees, those Sadducees, those religious leaders who had been looking for Christ, for the Messiah, for centuries, and here he is entering Jerusalem, and he knows they're going to listen to error. They're going to listen to that competing voice, that voice that instead of listening to wisdom and less of, instead of paying attention to his miracles and to his, and to his wisdom, they're going to listen to the folly of, oh, we're looking for an earthly conqueror. You're not him? Crucify him. So this is the battle we all have right now in our country. There are a lot of things that are masquerading as wisdom, but they are folly. They are error. They are lies. And they are increasing the rancor because, as Andrew Clavin once said on his podcast, Satan does not care who does the hating. He just wants to make sure the hating gets done. The hating can get done by well-intentioned people. The hating can get done by people who have the title of pastor. The people who the people can do the hating and get and accomplish the hating who crusade as activists. And the hating can get done by somebody who has a podcast and a radio show named Bruce Hooley. The hating is all that matters to Satan. And he wants it to get done. And so he's calling out in a competing voice to God. So how do we know the voices we listen to, whether they're wisdom or whether they are folly, error, lies? The only way to know that is to continually humble yourself before God and Listen for his call on your heart and then verify, vet, check everything you think, everything you proclaim through the lens of Scripture. Not through the lens of, well, this seems right to me. Yes, it seems good to do this. Yes, it seems good to advantage this person at the expense of that person because this person's been disadvantaged for a long time. Or it seems good that I should think this or you know, like, for instance, let's talk about morality. Well, this seems good, like two people love each other, or this is how the person feels, or this is how I feel. What does the Word of God 
the inerrant, always true, never changing word of God say about those issues that you have your own opinion on, your own thoughts on, well-intentioned though they may be, caring though they may be, compassionate though you think they may be. What does the Word of God say? The Word of God is the unimpeachable authority on all things. What did Jesus say? All authority under heaven and on earth. There's no place else. Every place is either under heaven or on earth. All authority under heaven and on earth has been given to me. So Jesus is the authority. And the authoritative word of God is the only measuring stick between what is wisdom and what are lies, between what is truth and what is folly. Both are at the high point of the city, at the gate of the city, calling out competing voices, shouting to you to come in here and follow. And you got to make sure that you follow the wise voice, not the untruthful, masquerading, lying voice. So if you're humbling yourself under God's hand, if you're seeking his wisdom, the first thing you need to be doing is you need to have accepted Christ as your Savior so you can have fellowship with God. Because God's not going to talk to you and communicate with you until you come to him. He might put thoughts on your heart, and he's always trying to draw you to him, but he's waiting for you to commit to following him. And once you commit to following him, accept what Jesus did for you at the cross so you can be forgiven of your sins, so you can have fellowship with God, what comes with that? It says that the Holy Spirit comes upon you, indwells you. Jesus told the disciples before he ascended to heaven after the resurrection, I'm going to send the Comforter, the voice of truth, the Holy Spirit. and He's going to come upon you, and that's going to enlighten you. He's going to be your guide. He's going to be your GPS. He's going to be your barometer between what you should do, what you should listen to, and what you should not do, and what you should not listen to. So you have to have the Holy Spirit to have that GPS, that defining line, that wisdom, rather than being as the book of James says in chapter 1, tossed and turned like the waves on the ocean. I feel this way, so I'm going to do this. Feelings will lie to you. The Holy Spirit is God's Spirit inside you. So I want to tell you what the Bible says the Holy Spirit will do for you. Because, as Paul writes in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, this is an ongoing battle right, between the wisdom of God and the lies of Satan. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, easy to remember, 2 Corinthians, <laughs> 2 Corinthians, 2 times 2 is 4, so chapter 4, verse 4. The God, and the G in that word God is lowercase, so you know it's not talking about the one true God of the universe. It's talking about a false God. The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers. If you haven't accepted Christ, you're an unbeliever. So that they cannot see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ. Well, who's the God of this age? The God of this age is Satan. 
He's been given dominion over this world within the checks and balances and parameters and boundaries that God places on him. Remember with Job? Satan said, I want to attack Job. You think Job's a you think Job's an obedient guy. Wait till I get a hold of Job. But he had to ask permission to get a hold of Job. And God said, All right, you go attack Job all you want to. You just you can do anything you want to, can't kill him. So who's the boss? God's the boss of Satan. But he does allow Satan to operate in this world. He's given him this world until Jesus returns. So the only way to fight against that, the only way to be enlightened against that, the only way to understand that, to see the, f- the fakery, the falsehood, the lies, the deception of Satan is to have inside you the Spirit of God. The only way to have that is to accept Christ as your Savior because that's what you get when you accept Christ as your Savior. So now I'd like to read you in 1 Corinthians, starting in verse 11, what you get with the Spirit of God, and how you'll bear up under this battle. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 11. For who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the man's spirit within him? Right? Right? True. You know everything you've ever thought. Your wife doesn't know. Your husband doesn't know. Your son daughter don't know. Your dad and mom don't know. You've thought things that they don't know. That's good, right? Because, man, I've thought things that I wouldn't want people to know. So, Verse 11, 1 Corinthians 1. Who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the man's spirit within him? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. So if you have the spirit of God, you know the thoughts of God. So you think like God. We have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit of who is from God. He's talking about believers in Christ. You've accepted Christ. You've received God's Spirit, God's Holy Spirit. We have not received the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we may understand what God has freely given us. And skip down to verse 14. What if you don't accept Christ? What if you don't have God's Spirit in you? Here's what the Bible says. The man without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit, for they are foolishness to him. Why wouldn't I do whatever I want to do? Why wouldn't I follow my feelings? Why wouldn't I prioritize this? It feels right to me. Says, this says why. The man without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, and, they are, and, they, and he cannot understand them because they are spiritually discerned. If you don't have the Spirit of God in you, if you have not accepted Christ as your Savior, things you think are wise, it says right here, they're foolishness to God. He will shame those who believe they are wise in the world. He will shame them, it says. So, continuing, the spiritual man makes judgments about all things, but he himself is not subject to any man's judgment. So when cancel culture comes after you, because you're accountable to God. You're not accountable to man. Verse 16, 1 Corinthians 1, For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him, we have the mind of Christ. You have the mind of Christ, the power of Christ in you, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. You have it in you if you've accepted him as your Savior. And that is how, that is the tool you have to have to be able to discern between the competing voices in our world today of wisdom and of folly, of truth and of error, 
of the mind of Christ and the deception, the deviousness of Satan. It's a battle. It's a battle. and We don't always engage in the battle perfectly, but we have to be committed to engage in that battle according to the thoughts of God, which are communicated to your heart through the spirit inside you that you get only when you accept Jesus and his sacrifice at the cross as payment for your sins. So that is the faith portion of the podcast today. I appreciate your time very, very much. Remember to patronize our sponsors. Send me an email about the content. We tackle life at gmail.com. The faith portion of the podcast is now a standalone uh, entity on my YouTube channel, Bruce Hooley, and we're going to give that a name here shortly. I am also considering spinning it off into its own podcast, Faith Portion Only. I'd love to know your thoughts about that. Send me an email, we tackle life at gmail.com. We tackle life at gmail.com. If you have a thought for the faith portion of the podcast only for the YouTube channel title, I'd love to hear it. Patronize those sponsors. Have a great week or start of your week. I'll talk to you again Wednesday. God bless. <laughs>